I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the news du jour. I'm feeling a little bit better today. I still took it easy because my body is definitely not 100%. But um, anywho, I just wanted to give you guys that update. Um, But I also wanted to ask you, I asked this not yesterday, but the day before, would you guys mind sending me a quick video of you listening to our podcast? Whatever you're doing, makeup or no makeup, uh, just wherever you are, whatever you're doing. I know that you guys listen in all different sort of capacities. Like I've heard from moms that they listen in the carpool line with their kids. I've heard, you know, people get in there like pumping iron um, while they're listening to the news du jour. And I just think that's so cool. And it would be especially cool to have people from different countries. So if you are living abroad, especially, that would be so great. My email address, as well as all of our social handles are linked in our show notes. So if you want to just send me a message on social social with your video or email it over to me. That would be so great. I'm really excited to see these. So without further ado, we'll go ahead and jump into our Ukraine updates for the day. So Biden bans imports of Russian oil and gas. So Biden took the pretty serious step of banning oil imports from Russia This step was one that the administration really struggled with for a while because it's likely to have an effect on American lives. And we knew that Putin would take more offense to this than almost anything else. And boy, he sure did. Putin said that this decision was a quote-unquote declaration of economic war. Hmm. So (laughs) does this mean that Putin is wanting to declare war against the U.S.? It's really hard to say. Uh, I think he's certainly prodding us, but let's just hope Biden does not take the bait here. So next up about Ukraine. I wanted to give you guys an update about the zoo. Um, I know I shared some stuff online about this in recent weeks, but there's obviously a lot of tragic things about this situation overall. And one of them is that all the animals at the Kiev Zoo are hearing the same rockets and shelling that the human beings are. And what's more, they cannot provide for themselves at a time where the humans in Ukraine hardly can. So since the zoo closed on February 24th, caretakers have actually chosen to bunker down in the zoo with the animals and have created a sort of commune there, trying to get the animals and the people living there all that they need. They even sleep there at night, providing constant care. 
and the animals are reportedly not doing well, you guys. They know something's wrong, and many of them are having panic attacks at the sounds of the explosions and things like that and are having to be put under sedation. Among those staying at the zoo are veterinarians administering care as needed to the animals, some of whom they had to actually move into the galleries of the zoo for safety. Tons of people are donating (laughs) to this cause from all over the world. So hopefully they will be able to keep the supplies that they need on hand and take care of the animals throughout this process. Let's hope that they can all stay safe too. And next up, Zelensky attests that a hospital was bombed with children left under the debris. So in Ukraine, a maternity hospital was bombed. Being pregnant right now and, you know, (laughs) headed to the hospital in the coming months, this really rips my heart out. Nothing goes on at a hospital like this, a maternity hospital, beyond creating life. How diabolical do you have to be to bomb such a place? Largely women and children, very few uh, people even capable of going to war and fighting. And now many of those children are actually trapped in the rubble left behind. The World Health Organization has actually verified that there have actually been 18 different attacks on health facilities in Ukraine. Are you kidding me? This particular incident, though, with the maternity hospital took place in the city of Mariupol that we've been talking about a lot lately, actually. It's the place that we heard about that sort of ceasefire fake out. Citizens there are attesting that the streets are just littered with bodies at this point. A horrible image to be sure, but this is what war is. And next up, an 11-year-old boy flees Ukraine alone and wins the heart of the internet. So you guys may have seen this on our Instagram stories as well. But an 11-year-old Ukrainian boy had to flee the country alone, and he made it to Slovakia, where relatives were waiting for him. He left with little more than a cell phone and family members' phone numbers scrawled across his hands. It turns out that the boy's grandmother is very ill, and his mom could not leave with him to go to Slovakia because she needed to stay and care for her own mother. Such a heartbreaking situation, but this brave little boy really seemed to take it in stride. His little face pretty much won the hearts of everyone online when they heard his story and how Slovakian authorities helped to get, connect him and get him safely to his family. This is the type of story that keeps all of our spirits up. And next up, Kamala leaves for Eastern Europe. So Vice President Kamala Harris is headed to Romania and Poland to touch base with our NATO allies who are right on the edge of the conflict in Ukraine. The Biden administration is desperate for ways to help Ukraine without getting directly involved. So hopefully some good ideas will come out of these meetings. 
We are currently sending a ton of aid. When I say a ton, I mean about $13.6 billion worth in total. But it's hard to say what it would actually take to defeat Putin. Next up, the New York Times pulls its journalists out of Russia. So the New York Times has now pulled its journalists out of Russia as Putin has threatened a crackdown of what he deems false information. I'm doing some big old air quotes with that. AKA admitting there's a war going down in Ukraine at all. LOL. This is basically outlawing any reliable journalism. Again, further cutting off the Russian people from reality. The New York Times has made it clear, though, that they view this as temporary and they hope to return as soon as it's safe for their journalists to do so. And speaking of crackdowns and people being detained, U.S. basketball player Brittany Grinner is detained in Russia. So this has actually been going on for a little while now. I kept hoping that it was just going to get resolved and like not be a big thing, but it definitely is becoming a big thing. And it's something we all need to be talking about. So a WNBA player has been detained in Russia because they claimed that she had some type of THC oil in her bag at the airport. An American man who had been detained in Russia for over nine years said that he would, quote, bet his car, end quote, that she did not actually have this on her when she was arrested. Russia is known for making up charges and escalating sentences when they feel inclined to do so. So it's very possible that she's actually being held illegally. She's one of the most famous WNBA players. Known for her height, she's six foot nine. She's got long arms that are known for snatching balls away from her opponents. But for now, this phenomenal athlete's body is simply locked behind bars, and many believe that she's become a political bargaining chip of sorts. You see, the Russians routinely get embarrassed for using drugs when it comes to the Olympics. We talked about uh, about that a ton this winter Olympic season. You guys are probably like, okay, we're good. Like, let's never talk about that again, um, of course. But they're more like performance enhancing drugs, but still drugs nonetheless, drugs athletes. This is common for Russians. So now they're making false drug related charges against one of our athletes and jailing her for it? Does Putin or someone else in the Russian government think that the U.S. may be so desperate to free her that they're willing to make some sort of trade? Her case is completely stalled out right now due to the war going on in Ukraine. So the poor woman is just sitting there, which has got to be complete torture. As if a Russian prison wasn't bad enough, she is an athlete. She's used to moving her body a lot. Hard to do that in a jail cell. She's facing up to 10 years in prison if convicted of these charges. And in Russia, getting charged is as good as a conviction. What's also heart-wrenching is that her basketball season is set to begin soon and her team just cannot function the same without her. 
It's going to be tough seeing what happens next because it just does not seem like there are any good options here. But we'll definitely keep you guys posted. And next up, Ukraine says it successfully hit a group of Russian vehicles thanks to a tip via Telegram. So on the Telegram app, there is supposedly an account called Stop Russian War. Stop in all capital letters. And it's sending tips to the Ukrainian government that apparently are credible And they've now helped the Ukrainians take out Russian vehicles in a few areas. Obviously, they're grateful for any help that they can get, they being the Ukrainian government. But one can't help but wonder, who is on the other side of these messages? And how do they know so much? Fascinating. We'll keep you guys posted there as well. And last up for today, this is not Ukraine related, but the man with the pig heart transplant has died. So I told you guys I would keep you posted on this story if there were any major updates. And unfortunately, this isn't great news. The man who survived the first modified pig transplant, pig heart transplant, has just passed away about two months after the procedure. We all knew it was a long shot. He knew it was a long shot. And the heart gave him two more months of life. Doctors are already looking into what may have caused his death and whether or not it was related to his new heart. They said that as of now, there are no obvious signs of it being related to the heart. The surgeon and the staff at the hospital were reportedly devastated by this loss. They clearly were attached to this patient, Mr. Bennett, for his bravery and will to live. He will quite literally go down in history and let's hope save some lives due to his sacrifice. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, great works are often performed not by strength, but by perseverance. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider becoming a patron of our podcast. For $7.99 a month, you can unlock tons of perks like breaking news text messages so that you're never out of the loop. Tons of bonus episodes are already up there ready for you to binge and a discussion board full of networking opportunities and much more. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash sugarfree media today to become a patron. This is the best way to support our show. Our patrons make news du jour possible. But a couple other ways to support our podcast are rate and review on whatever podcast platform you use to listen, share on your social media, you have influence. Tell your friends, family, and colleagues that you love news du jour and why you listen. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, just sugarfreemedia, all one word on TikTok, and sugarfree underscore media on Twitter. We also have a weekend newsletter called Dreamers Digest that's full of dreamy content recommendations for your weekend and a life update from yours truly. 
Sign up today on our website, www.sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoy and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Katherine Jezik Designs. Any twinkling or little footsteps you might hear in the background are by my dog, Rhett. He's a rescue pup and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh, oh.